sorry, I thought I was going to be here a few minutes earlier, but then um, thought the ducks would have put themselves to bed already like they always do, but they didn't. We should save that for the show. Yeah. So, uh, welcome everybody again to Foul Play, back yeah. at regular intervals. <laughs> Woohoo, because the weather is warming up and we have stuff to talk about. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was just telling Laura that um, sorry, it's nighttime here at the moment. It's a Monday night and I just got in from putting the ducks to bed. And our regular listeners would probably know that if they listen to what I say, um, which is not, you know, I'm not going to be offended if you just tune me out, but the ducks always put themselves to bed. Nobody's um, tuning you out. They're all tuning in for duck updates. Duck updates. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the ducks always put themselves to bed aside from the last three nights. So, because um, mm-hmm. you know, there I've mentioned as well that they sleep in a cupboard in the garage and the cupboard is like built into the brick wall at the back of the garage. So we've noticed about a week ago that there's a bit of damp on the wall outside of the cupboard. So on the external wall, there's just a little bit of damp on the bricks there. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have plenty of ventilation in there. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on. And I clean it out fairly regularly. I mean, you could always clean it out more. suppose I do it like once a week or so I could probably up that but it just takes a long time to do and it's really not that dirty in there anyway I think I, I don't know we need to get them a better coop set up eventually so. it's it's probably not like the poo or anything it would just be the moisture from their bodies yeah like, so the like po- yeah because they're super yeah old. so pony, pony's bed yeah pony's bed underneath it always has a wet patch and so now every day we since we noticed you have to we pick up the bed and like air it out while he's not laying on it um because and it's like he's not wet or anything it's just the moisture from his body yeah so I think that's what it is like you know when you look up coop designs and I'm sure you and Johnny would know that they need lots of ventilation inside the coop so that moisture they don't get fungus and stuff growing in there so I'm a bit concerned. Like we don't want fungus and things growing inside their cupboard. Yeah. Um, and the cupboard, the door at the front of the cupboard is completely just like open. Um, we took the door off and then instead replaced it with a, what do you call it? Like a mesh, mesh. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's quite a large opening there. Like the door itself is mesh, but there's doors on the side that we can open as well that make it really easy mm-hmm. to clean out. So I've just been opening those up during the day um, to just let that extra air out. And then at nighttime, I have to try and get out there before the ducks put themselves to bed to close it. But the last three nights I haven't got out there before they have, and they hate it. Like they, they get into the coop and then leave immediately because it's oh. not closed in enough. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So they've fallen out of the habit of putting themselves to bed, even though, the doors closed tonight they wouldn't go they wouldn't go to bed so I just chased them around the yard in the dark with a broom and it was <laughs> quite dramatic they if so if they don't go to bed they sleep on the pond I think that they should yeah. be the safest spot 
well then we even know it's like 15 <laughs> centimeters of water like it's not going to stop anything from getting to them um no it's not like a big lake room. where like a fox can't yeah. swim across yeah yeah, yeah yeah but in their minds you know they'll sleep on the lake which is the shell yeah, pool. yeah. <laughs> um so I, yeah i had to chase mm. them around and nan and phil have struck up quite a friendship so nan was running around the back of our compost um structure and quacking really loudly sorry neighbors and then phil ran up to the top of the compost and leaped off the top and he's got clipped wings so he can't fly and he just like launched himself into the brick wall behind the compost to get to (laughs) Nick. he's fine oh my goodness but it's it's about a meter and a half off the ground so it's quite a fight for a cool duck um Mm. and meanwhile laurie just running around in circles you know abandoned (laughs) by her brother (laughs) sounds very dramatic but yeah that's also but I guess so the coop is like within the garage itself so mm. it's probably not that much it's having that much ventilation I guess because there wouldn't be any breeze no so I've been having yeah having the garage door like the the car door yeah, the roller door the roller mm. door the car roller door yeah the roller door that opens to let cars in I've been opening mm-hmm. that up during the day as well um to help it flush out yeah but I think it's it was only ever supposed to be a temporary thing to have them in the garage so it's done a really good job of keeping them safe up until this point um and it's still keeping them safe but it's just not really that practical because we want to expand the flock when the weather gets warmer as well so yeah uh, it's just another project to add to the list yeah good time <laughs> yeah I've yeah. been I've been thinking fondly back on the coop building because um it was a year ago now that we sort of were really into it and finishing uh-huh. it and so yeah. Google Photos keeps giving me little reminders of like yeah. today this happened um yeah. and yeah it's like it's funny because it was hard at the time but in hindsight it was easy like. Mm. <laughs> Like, but I guess it was just because they were all those little decisions along the way. Mm. But now if I had to do it again, I mean, it would still be a lot of work and there are some things I would do really differently. Mm. Like we would buy a nail gun or hire one or borrow one. So Johnny didn't get um, RSI and have that to spend way more money than yeah. it would have cost on the nail gun on like physio. <laughs> um, so like, you know, there's those sorts of learnings. But and also, you know, knowing what recycled timber, um, materials we could get and need. And rather than, we, I think a lot of the time was spent trying to work out if we could use recycled material for something and mm. then going between lots of different options and testing things. Mm. And so if we could have just known from the beginning what would work, like then you could just be like, right, recycled cladding, form ply is king, use that wherever you can. Mm. Look, corrugated iron is always cheap and available from like tip shops. So anyway, yeah. but um, also I guess I learned a lot on like how to put nails in and yeah. we learned how to like cut things well, which yeah, it was, it was quick. like I was a lot better at the end than I was at the beginning. It's like at the end of the coop is when you want to start building the coop because you've got all the totally. skills to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. welcome to come come visit us and 
um, work on ours when, when it's time. <laughs> we can put all these that experience to good use in our yard. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me know. It's um, but it is the decision making and the the just the encountering the unexpected um, mm. problem is what takes all the time because you're like, oh, this will be fine. And you're like, oh no, the spot we want to do it on is yeah. not level. Yeah. <laughs> or oh no, the piece of wood we thought was going to be perfect is twenty centimeters too short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now we have to change everything. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's all it. right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's nice that you're feeling nostalgic about it. I'm sure there's some people who look back on those sorts of projects and just never want to touch and, you know, a construction project ever again. So it's nice that you came out, you know, yeah, nicely. Um, do you reckon you would ever like expand your run to make more room for birds or? It's a great question because so I um I've been reading this book that a friend got me for my birthday which yeah. um I looked at it a little bit but I hadn't like sat down with and it's called This Chicken Life yeah. and it's just such a good book like it's it's I mean it's a better version of this podcast basically. Well, they like because they they interview these absolutely remarkable people who are really into chickens like one guy um saved all these chickens that were going to be broiler chickens and so they're designed to put on heaps of fat and muscle and be like five kilos or something like by six weeks like it's kind of insane because they're just to be cooked immediately um and so now he like lives with them in his apartment and he takes them to the beach every day to watch the sunset because he's like, it's beautiful. Why wouldn't the chickens want to watch the sunset? And it's just like, yeah, it's true. How, how many um, chickens does he have? Sorry. We I, think, I think four in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. I, I, there was also, it like, wasn't totally clear. I think he could only take one chicken to watch the sunset at the time because he yeah, has to gonna ask manage to that chicken. Or... Yeah, no, they didn't appear to have harnesses. Um, yeah, but it's like and more than that as well it's just sort of got all these great things but my my point is um there's a whole section on chicken maths mm. and and it is like it's and I it's so funny because I I hadn't thought about it so clearly because I hadn't ever had that concept articulated and now I'm like that's exactly totally what everyone does um but it? it's so it's three you should have three chickens for every person in the household. Mm-hmm. But then because chickens are members of the household, they can each have three chickens. And so it's just forever expands. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. So, okay, if we're going to get chickens, then we could get nine for each member of the household. And then, <laughs> but in November when the new baby comes, then we can have another three. So that's 12. And then what's 12 <laughs> Three. <laughs> yeah but then those three can also have chickens so you'll end yeah. up with 36 and then you'll end up with like 102 and then yeah. it'll just go on forever heavenly um but so it's exponential chicken growth. Yeah. um but even if you just do have three for every human member of the household um mm. that means we should have two more and mm. so our current coop can definitely accommodate two more but probably we'd get um like smaller 
Hence, yeah, we talked about like Australops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Phantom Australops or, um, you know, I still want a Spangled Hamburg. I just really yeah. like them. Um, but then, yeah, I would, I, I would possibly, I'd quite like to build like a little tractor so you could like move them around um, mm. and get them to work on like a bit of soil or something. Yeah, yeah. You could park them on a veggie bed for a while. And, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or, I don't know. I don't know what Johnny thinks of this, but um once he listens to the podcast maybe you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be able to tell me um but I I kind of sometimes want to let them out into the garden I mean they're gonna destroy everything but like I just I don't know it would be it would be fun <laughs> the destruction or the what would be fun? um I want them to like eat the grubs yeah 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 no that is handy yeah. I was watching the ducks again today, rearranging on our patch, and I just have all these beautiful lettuce seedlings and cabbage seedlings coming up, and I'd painstakingly like space them out a bit more because I think I mentioned in our last episode that I'd really haphazardly kind of just like thrown seeds in wherever. So I got all these clumps of seedlings coming up together, like dense, ten little, you know, cabbage seedlings popping up in the space of like twenty square centimeters which is too dense like they're not I'm not going to get any cabbages out of that so I had to sort of divide them up and spread them out nicely and I did a really good job this you know they looked very happy and nicely spaced and then the ducks started like waddling up the veggie bed <laughs> oh no are they going to dig it out and they didn't like they, oh nice they build around in the dirt a fair bit um, but no, no, there was no casualties. So I was like, oh, this is so good. Mm. But yeah, with chickens. There's, I mean, there's there's no way the chickens would do that. Like we um trimmed back the lavender and yeah. they're still just like eating it the whole time. And they just eat everything that we grow in their coop, which like, you know, I threw some bok choy seeds in. They start to sprout. They go on within four seconds. Like it's just... Um, <laughs> The, you know they're they're pretty, pretty they sound ruthless yeah yeah they are they are um mm. but that's you know that's them that's that's how they roll i've noticed that nan is eating all of the potato leaves from the potato mm. plants and she doesn't really eat anything else in the garden she i mean she ate all the perpetual spinach which i don't blame her it's delicious and i probably put their mm. food out a bit late that day so <laughs> um yeah but she's really into the potato leaves which is strange mm. like Anyway, there's plenty of it. Wouldn't so. they be a bit poisonous because they're in the nightshade family? That's what I thought, but she keeps doing it, and I feel like she would probably have the intuition to know that that makes me feel sick, and I will stop doing that if it was a problem. Yeah. yeah. Unless she's just or maybe it's just like her own body, like. <laughs> or that thing where like you eat Maltesers and then you start feeling sick, so you're like, maybe if mm-hmm. I eat more Maltesers, yeah. it will make me feel better. And, and I would say worse. that is also not being attuned very well to your own body, but you know, but I think we're all guilty of that. <laughs> it's the crunch in the Maltesers. Yeah. No, you could be right. Actually, I transitioned the um the ducks over to a new feed this week, which is crunchier. Mm. Like they were on like the what do you call it? A kibbly sort of. It's not kibble. Like. Um, grainy sort of, hmm? 
not pellets. No, no. So they've gone two pellets from oh. crumble, from a crumble sort of. I guess that's the best word for it. Because um, I'm trying to transition them onto laying layer pellets for when they come up to layer laying eggs, which hopefully will be any day. I'm very eagerly awaiting those eggs still. We're still on egg watching. Yes. But anyway, they're on the pellets now. So that's one thing to check off the list while we wait for the eggs. Um, but the first few days, they really didn't want anything to do with it. And now they've, anyway, they've, they've adjusted now and they go to town on it. But yeah, the crunch, they went into the crunch at first. It was a bit, it looks like kitty litter pellets. I was like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't blame you. It doesn't look appetizing. Like, it's fine. Maybe I should go get you some more of that crumble because that looked better. Yeah. Our chickens, it looks kind of like kitty litter, but they mm. love it. They love the, well, they don't like the pellets as much as they like scratch mix or um the scraps, but yeah. they're like their layer of high protein kind of good complete food for them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've never, that was my first transition off the original food that, um, we got recommended for the for Laurie and Phil, so it was a bit exciting to go out and pick it out mm. and put it out for them, and, and then have them reject it. I was like, oh yes, this is what I expected. Very well. We'll see how you fare yeah. in three days. Yeah. So, no, they they're totally they're on board now, so it's all right. But it's nice to sort of yeah. It was my first trip actually to the, the agricultural shop in. Nara or Bombardier. There's a few in town, but the one closest to us. So that was good fun. Never been anywhere like that before. They're great. They're so great. And they're so much cheaper than um, at a pet store and you can buy in bulk. Yeah. No, it was so good. I was like, why haven't I been here before just to browse? Like, it's just fun walking Mm. around and all the equipment and food. I mean, I felt like such a novice walking around, which I am, um, which was good. It was humbling, but yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take my toddler with me. He's going to have a wonderful time. Oh, he would. You'd have the same You have the same thing in Nara where, like, you know, there's quite a lot of agricultural stuff nearby. So they're, you know, legit agricultural shops because we've yeah. got one in Hall that's close and then, um, like, Bungendore and then mm. there's some in Fishwick as well. And it's – um go in and you feel a little bit like an imposter because you're like yeah. I just have four chickens <laughs> um but they're great for um also that's where we like we get our dog food from there because uh, that's yeah. what pony pony used to eat um like working dog food from mm-hmm. you know they stock that sort of stuff and um we've also got like you know if you want to buy hay or something for yeah. the rabbit you can just buy heaps Rather yeah. than like, you know, they sell it in these like tiny little things at the pet store covered in plastic. And instead you just load up the back of your car, your trailer. I know, everything gets covered done. in straw. I bought a big bale, not a big bale, probably a pretty small bale, but it was big, you know, for me, for the ducks. Bale to size. Live yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good fun. And I was like, the car smells wonderful and it still smells good. Like it just smells like <laughs> straw and duck food. Great. <laughs> I feel like a very productive person driving around town you gotta to get back it's a to nice the farm. smell yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ducks yeah, are my home. I, can, I can yeah smell it reminds me that they're there waiting for me to go home and shut those doors on their cupboard so that they don't freak out at bedtime so yeah right. yeah mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. i um i am starting my next gun project 
Oh yeah, which is the front. Yes, and I did a, a diagram of it today, which was because I oh. need um I need planning to get approved by the rest of the household. Oh, and okay. I am quite excited by the the planning. And there's really like actually so many great resources out there that it's funny because you're like, I wish there was just something where I could type in the region I live in and the mm-hmm. sort of like aspect I have and that it's a bit shady and that I want plants of this size. And then someone could just give me a list of plants and that exists in several different places. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Isn't it? Have you, is there like a, a planting guide from your local government, like for the, the native plants of that area? So this is one of the things I found today. It was the ACT government. It has like a little drop down. There's uh-huh. even pictures of yes. the plants. Yeah, I love um, that. So yeah. Good. And the mm. other thing is it's like, I, I'm not sure the organisation that does it, but it's like a very prolific society. And they do a uh, Canberra region natives and they're up to their like fourth edition or something. Um, and apparently it's the Bible of what you do. And yeah. then they have a plant sale um, twice a year and you have to get there really, really early because yeah. they're such good quality and there's a cult following. So I can imagine. Yeah. Are you going to be there early morning next time? Well, I, it's only twice a year. And so yeah. I'll have to look up when it is. Cause I think the last one was canceled because of um, lockdowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, there was one that happened, but I I don't want to risk that. So um, there's also a really couple of really fantastic nurseries around here that um, they always have stock that's sort of raised in the area so it doesn't get a climate shock. Um, yeah. And it's a little bit more expensive, but it's also really good quality. So mm-hmm. and it's not a huge space, so it's not. I don't think it's going to cost a huge amount of money. Don't don't. Uh, I'll quit you on that. Just be waiting till you get started. No. Oh, that's so exciting. That'll be great. You have to post some updates on the gram so we can watch the progress and yeah, let us know if the plans are approved. I could I could um, show you my very very rudimentary planning document. It looks so much like a school project. Did you put it on a colored sheet of cardboard? Like the which I color? could. I, I made it in PowerPoint. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Love that. Very good. I want to see it now. Yeah, definitely share that with everybody. Yeah, the world needs to. Mm-hmm. Very important. What's also, it is kind of like nice and motivating to get something on a page. And mm. um, my, my biggest problem is, it's not just scale and I'm not I, I scale doesn't come intuitively intuitively to me and so um this is why we're friends it's a, <laughs> yeah well it's, it's also hard to know how big plants will be you know yeah. like it's not like you can measure them and because you yeah. don't even have the plant with you I guess you could look at how much it's expected to grow yeah. based on but the then you never know which is what I should do yeah, yeah. Like some of them just go crazy when they're so happy in a particular spot and get like way bigger than you ever think they will. And then other ones yeah, tiny because they're miserable and grumpy. So, um, yeah, it's really hard. I have a terrible habit of planting things way too close together and then having to dig them up and move them around a few 
mm. years in and they all my clients hate me for it but so far I haven't had too many losses so you know it's okay it works yeah it's quite densely planted usually my my gardens so well it's um, interesting because if it's an ornamental plant a dense planting often looks really gorgeous it does but yeah. if you're going for productivity you mm. actually want to give me space Mm-hmm. oh that's a good question actually so you've inspired me with your cherry tree in mm. your yard I think we're trying to decide whether we'll go for a cherry tree or an apricot tree out in the side yard to plant on top of our cat um so we'll decide like pretty soon because we have to get it in before the weather changes too much but how much like how big do the cherry trees get how much space do they need can you get do you what do you know about cherry trees so they they can they can get there's lots of varieties of cherry tree and i so i know that they don't they usually grow better um in like a not coastal environment Mm -hmm. they're they're sort of like young is famous for its cherries and it's more that inland um and i don't know if that's because they're happier if they're a bit drier or if what Mm -hmm. what it is um but so we have a variety that's really good for Canberra. Mm. And I think it's the Stella in the end we got. We looked at the varieties. Um, they get pretty big, but our intention is to keep it pruned because, like, you yeah. can prune them yeah. and exfoliate them and you can do all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to keep ours hopefully, like, I don't know, like, like four metres or something. Yeah, um, I think, like, it being a fruit tree, they all pretty like they get heavily pruned that's kind of what they're for so yeah yeah and we we've also got an apricot um but we've got a dwarf apricot tree oh that sounds cute yeah Yeah. and it's a story dwarf so um we'll see what that does as well in the future but i think that only grows to like two or three meters yeah, how long have you had the apricot trees? Did you put it in the same time as the cherry, like a year or two ago? We yeah. put we put everything in like exactly one year ago, like August yeah. last year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, exciting. It's going to be a fun summer. We've got some stone fruit buds. They might turn into something. Yeah. They might not. You just say no. I know. Yeah. So exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I'm just trying to think, yeah, I feel like I've been so active outside this week because my little boy just wants to be outside all the time. And I don't say no whenever he asks to go outside. I'm like, well, I'll find something to do out there because we should probably be outside anyway. Like it's the best mm-hmm. spot for him to be. It's really good for me too. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, I did something. No, I, I probably didn't actually do anything that exciting. I've just been fiddling around out there a lot, like, Moving mm-hmm. the seedlings around. I planted a lot of rocket and um, spinach. And I, I I don't know if I mentioned this in our last podcast, but I planted a seed tray of tomatoes to see how they'll go as an experiment. It feels like it's too early to get them going, but we already have a very established tomato bush out there with fruit on it. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're really nothing. Man. So I was just... Yeah, I was like, well, we'll try these seeds and see how they go. Um, my son keeps eating all the tomatoes as they pop up on the bush, but yeah, so it would be good to get some more out there so we can actually harvest some. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I um, it's getting to that time right where it's nice to be outside. We 
I think it's almost time that I'll have broccoli and like leeks and things, but I'm going to have exactly the same problem that I have every year that my winter stuff is going yes. to start um, getting good. It's going to be late. And then I'm going to want to plant other stuff and not be when they have to rip out um, yeah. my broccoli. But I think I'm hoping it'll be okay. Cause honestly, bed a never really took off, just got some carrots in it, but I put the frost cloth in too late and there were so many brassicas in there and the cabbage moths just mow them down. Even though I go in all the time and think I get all the eggs, I don't get all the eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that bed, actually, I'll just take out the carrots and then that can be the tomato, like one of the tomato beds again because the tomatoes were so happy in there last year. And then the back bed, I guess, if it, the broccoli, I don't know, once it goes, I guess it's ready pretty soon, but I'm so excited. I love trying to broccoli. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that next year, get some broccoli in. It'll be so good. Yeah. I planted garlic really late, like way too late, mm-hmm. but I've had two come out. Like I can see their little heads poking up already. So yeah, like, cool. Yeah. I've got garlic like, everywhere. Yeah. Because so, you were saying yeah. you just dotted it everywhere around everything. So I was like, right, yeah. that's Took my garlic out of the pantry and was like, you'll do. <laughs> I put some in a week ago out the front because yeah. the nursery said, like, you can still plant it. It's, like, a bit late, but, um, yeah. you know, still whack it in. I'm like, sure, why not? Whack it yeah. in. I was like, the more the merrier. Put it in. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I'm so, I'm like, I feel like I missed the boat on the winter crops this year, which I feel like, I feel like at the end of every season, like, I'm like, oh, I should have planted mm. more. I should have prepped more. Mm-hmm. But. No, this is summer. Spring, summer is my time. I'm going to make the most of yep. it. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And yeah. then, I, and I, like you said, we'll just have to, it sounds like you're in a good spot. Like it's kind of nice that your winter crops got decimated because it makes make that space for you to get all the summer stuff in early enough. Yeah, so I think that that because I've got the four beds actually, and this is what I should do because normally we plant everything like at the same time, and really that's stupid. That's like exactly why you have the problem. So if there's two beds that have some good winter stuff that need to go a bit later, then that's okay, and I can get like you know Mm -hmm. sort of late September be able Mm -hmm. to get in spring crops in the Mm -hmm. two beds that didn't really have anything in them, and then. Yeah, then then get in a second crop when like the things are ready in November or whatever. So mm-hmm. very exciting. But you can't plant tomatoes in Canberra till Melbourne Cup Day anyway. So oh, we'll see about that. You should just try and see what happens. I mean, don't do that. You'll probably waste your seeds. <laughs> well, I I could actually and probably cover them in frost cloth. And I think it's just we still get frost sometimes through to November. So. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm excited to try this year. I got these loofah seeds that I'm really keen mm. to try and grow. And I tried last year, it failed miserably. So give another crack this time. It's probably not going to go so well. It'll be like the zucchinis all over again. But, you know, I'm feeling optimistic. Loofers as in, are they those things that you can, like, rub yourself with in the shower? You can grow them yourself. <laughs> and apparently before they get too big, you can actually eat them. So the mature loofah is like the scrubby brush and then the little smaller ones you can eat. So, Yeah. I- it probably cleans your insides. No, yeah, yeah, give you a good scrubbing. Um, so that's oh, that's man. very exciting. Um, yeah. Oh, let them go big, and then you've got Christmas presents for everyone. 
Yes. You don't get much better than a homegrown loofah as a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, no, there isn't. I don't think you've met my family, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have met your family. They're lovely. They love I'm it. Sure, I'm sure they're going to love a loofah. Your mm. friends would love it. Yeah, it's true. I'll send it out to you guys. You guys all appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can imagine you. Johnny, don't touch my loofah. Jackie grew it herself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, and yeah. I'd put the homemade soap Leela made me for last Christmas on the loofah. Oh. I'm like, ah, I'm you so got yourself. and loved. That's a good set of friends. Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we should probably wrap it up at this point. Um, yeah. Get some dinner in it. Get some dinner in it, yeah. And I'll just start rambling about all the things that I want to do in spring and summer, which is what we did last episode, and people probably don't want to hear that. I'm just excited. I know, I know. (laughs) How about next episode? We'll do some research and we can have an expert topic. We still need to get a guest on. I know. We had one. It was good. Oh, yeah. We was getting back on. Yeah. Well, um, Rachel is keen to be okay. interviewed, so maybe we could get her to tee up Monday night, and um, yeah, that'll be good. So that'd be nice. nice she's change. she's she's a real expert. Yeah, that sounds good because we don't really know what we're doing. I mean, but that's part of the well, fun we, of this podcast. We, you know, it's, yeah, it's very learning by doing vibe. You can witness us figuring things out and making terrible mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> Loving every minute of it. Yeah. <laughs>